0: Hi, lovely people. Charlie Brooks here. In case you didn't already know, Anne Summers stands for Female Empowerment and Sexual Wellness and has been placing women at the heart of their conversations for over 50 years. Responsible for putting pleasure on nearly every high street and, of course, the founders of the iconic Anne Summers parties, their loyal communities allow women to establish their own businesses and create safe spaces for all. So there was no better place for me to launch The U. Shop 24-7 online or head to your nearest store to speak to one of their expertly trained colleagues. So I'm at a juicing retreat in Portugal. I know, I know, such a lovey. But I've just met someone really exciting, her name is Julia, and she just so happens to work in branding. So I'm about to have a meeting with her to talk about the you. <laughs> OK, why do I exist? <clears throat> Having been unsatisfied as a consumer... I went to that retreat to prepare for an acting role, and if I'm honest, the you really wasn't at the forefront of my mind. But then I met Julia, and we just clicked. And the whole thing grew from there. We had loads of conversations about the U. I showed her my brand book, and then Julia said something which was a bit of a revelation. That she couldn't see me in the branding.
1: Is, is it, you just don't know if it's too much for the. No, 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 I just think, I think my gut feeling on it, you know, we talk about a brand emotion, how yeah. it looks, think, and speaks. I think because it's your brand, it's coming from you, it's got to be a bit about you. Yeah. So, you know, how do you look? How do you think? How do you speak? I looked at your packaging and I thought, it's not playful. It's not playful. It's a no, BlackRock. because everybody's individual. So we just need to like, come up with really nice words around it.
0: And this really made me stop and think. Up until this point, I'd gone for this minimalistic look for the brand book, which has worked really well so far. But she was right, it's definitely missing some personality. And I think that's because on some subconscious level, I've been resistant to putting myself into the you, maybe for fear that I'm doing something that some people might see as controversial. But this whole experience is about unpacking those feelings and learning to be unafraid, to get intimate with my own fear. Ultimately, I do need to put more of myself into the you. And it sounds like Juliet is willing to help me. I'll take what you've
1: got already. I think the studio, my creative director and the team would really love it. So we just squeeze it in as a little job.
0: Yeah. So I'm coming away from what feels like a very serendipitous week. With a new friend, a ton of ideas, and a new plan for the you. Talking through the brand messaging with Julia has really got me thinking about how female pleasure is communicated to us in the first place. A big part of it comes down to what we learn from our parents, from school, from those unrealistic sex scenes on the telly, And I'm guessing some of these imprint on us long before we start to experiment sexually. For me, part of this journey is unlearning some of the more damaging or inaccurate stuff by re-educating ourselves. Hmm, not so easy. But now we know so much more about our anatomy, about female pleasure, than we did 30 years ago. And science continues to evolve. This doesn't just apply to me or women my age and up. It's also about the younger generation. It's about my daughter too. To me, young people seem so much more sexually literate than I was at their age. And this is why talking across generations is so important. Honestly, it makes me really excited for the future about what we're gonna know about female pleasure in 30 years time and how we're gonna experience it then but it's education that has a role to play in how information is spread. So, while I try and find a voice for the U brand, I'm also on a mission to understand and rethink my own sex education. I'm Charlie Brooks, and this is coming soon. So I'm back in London, and the suppliers are currently working on the 3D CAD models. There's currently a lot of uncertainty with the product development as we've moved into lockdown. A couple of key members of Anne Summer's staff are furloughed, and the factory is based in China. So we're facing some major disruptions. I just need to be patient with the product side of things. And the good thing is... I can focus on the you's brand identity for now. Now it's early days, but I do feel like I'm beginning to understand how branding goes beyond nice packaging or the product itself. It's about making something that has meaning in the real world and building a distinct identity for the you but what I'm not so clear about is how I'm meant to distill down everything that I've been thinking about female pleasure into one cohesive design. Julia has introduced me to the team at her branding agency, Honest, and they really seem to get what I'm trying to say. They've been helping me fine tune my thoughts around the you and pull it together into a proposal and even more exciting, I've introduced Julia to Natalie, and we are about to present the proposal to Ann Summers for the first time with the hope that Honest can help with the brand identity for the U
1: introduce the honest sort of you know team there is our creative director hello matt nice to meet you and then marie is one of our creative designers nice to meet you, nice to meet you.
0: hello my name is charlie brooks <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... and we're all
1: here it's your fault that we're all here
0: <laughs> i just really really hope and summer's like what we've done so far
1: one of the things we really love about this is it's about building a story or a narrative and also thinking about who our customer is whether it's a 20 year old young empowered female a 45 year old divorcee really thinking about the story and all the assets within the story that we can start to create this whole sort of language and world We've got some lovely words we've thought about, you know, all based on Charlie's thinking around empowerment, personalization, you know, being playful and funny. and absolutely love this thing about, you know, it's not just about living, it's about thriving. How do we all thrive and can we create our own tone of voice? And it's not just about, you know, packaging, it's about, you know. I love this whole one Charlie came up with, you know, get out of your head and into your pussy. You know, we can have some really good fun, work, some ways of talking about this brand.
2: I think what it, it's also immersive, isn't it? So what we're doing with this is kind of taking the U brand beyond the lovely little object that it is and having something that touches all aspects of your life. So you almost feel like you're part of this world. There's something really special which I think is really exciting. That was really useful. I love the idea of doing the personalisation of packaging. And I think it's there's something around the, the actual you is, is so simple and so beautiful in design. I like the idea of covering it in a little bit of crazy. It's the reverse normally, isn't it? That you kind of have this clean, modular packaging and then it, it, it's the, the crazies inside the, inside the box. Um, that was Thank good, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That went really well. Anne Summers and Honest seem to align on everything we discussed and it looks like we've been given the go-ahead to start working together on the branding. Woo! This is great news. Who would have thought that a chance meeting would lead to this? I'm just about to jump on a Zoom with Sarah and Marie, or MJ, from Honest, to talk brand avatars. Right, let's get into it then. Get the questions up and let's get into it. As far okay. as I can tell, this means working out the voice and face of the brand. A kind of alter ego for the you who represents the consumer. And I'm feeling a tiny bit stressed out about it. I'm not sure I have a clear idea in my mind.
2: We'll just go through it and we'll just whatever comes out of your mouth will be absolutely right. A step out of you... Who is she? Is she 40-something? Is she thirty? No, no, I think she's 35.
0: There you go. She's 35. 35. Is she confident? Do you think she's confident, but she has uh, insecurities 100%. underneath. Underneath, there's insecurities. Is she married? Is she single? Maybe she's in a, she's got a child with somebody. She's in a relationship, potentially married, and she feels like she's lost herself. She doesn't know exactly. who she is anymore. She's become a mother and a wife, and as losing her identity, and is desperate to cling on to that and make some sort of mark in the world, and and demonstrate to her daughter how how to be by doing, but she doesn't know how to do because she's in a spiral of self doubt. This is brilliant, Charlie. It's is brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
2: How will the U brand support her? What's it going to give her? I want
0: the U brand to offer hope and inspiration, help women access, take time, and believe not only that their bodies can physically go to more places, different places, because we're unafraid, we're in our our heads, which stops our bodies being able to let go. And so breaking through those physical boundaries and mental boundaries with you, it's gonna give her permission to try. To try what? To go further, to be braver and to be unafraid. Like, together, like, I will hold her hand while she goes through this and while we learn together. It's a group of women, you know, as a tribe. Fucking hell, girl. Is that good?
2: Oh my god, I want it now. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. I want to cry, it's amazing. I feel
0: a bit emotional as well. I feel so energised from that workshop. Up until now, whenever I've thought about the consumer, it's been in a kind of abstract sense. But now, filling in those blanks, I really can start to visualise who this woman is. It's helpful to start thinking about the you beyond myself. It's about finding a voice which speaks to as many women as possible. Now we just have to see if Anne Summers like the direction we're going in.
2: It'd be lovely to hear from you ladies what you think. Does she resonate? I think it fits really well. Um, yeah, a bit worrying is almost me. Because yeah. 35, child, all of the above. and. When True Romance came out, I was like, who,
0: who knows this about me? This is just odd. I, I know what the whole brand is about. When it says not about sex and masturbation, and you also want to be unafraid of the word masturbation. That is kind of what it's about and, and ha- not having shame around that as well. I, also, I know exactly what you mean, Charlie. I feel like it is that big piece
2: about, it might be about sex, but it's definitely about masturbation. And I think it's that piece around the confidence of masturbation and actually having that conversation. That's a really good point. And this, this product is about masturbation, which is about empowering, which is about connecting to ourselves, you know, on a spiritual level, but also a mental and kind of grounding level. What is it about that? word that makes us feel uncomfortable and what are the paradigms that we want to break with this new you brand it's literally culture getting you thinking that this is a bad thing masturbation is still a taboo you know in Mm -hmm. many cultures it's just you just don't talk about it so i've got i mean my it's only probably in the last year that my girlfriends and i talk about masturbation and it's it's a massive, massive taboo conversation that women get embarrassed
1: to even admit that they do it. I think the world masturbation reminds me of, of it does feel very masculine. Yeah. It does feel very like... And it just felt very masculine and very aggressive. Yeah. So I think for women it's just a different language, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally a different language.
0: Coming away from this meeting, what really strikes me is how important collaboration is in making something great. Going in, I felt confident with the work Honest and I were presenting, and Anne Summers' response really confirmed our common goal. What I'm learning is that business is about surrounding yourself with the right people. And I feel so, so lucky to be working with such a brilliant, like-minded bunch of women. Being able to have conversations like these make me feel like I'm on the right path with this project. It's not just about the product, the you, it's so much more expansive than that. It's about being able to speak openly about pleasure and connect with others in the process. And it also got me thinking about the other women in my life and the conversations that I have with them too. Here's me, my mum, and Tony's mum Celia. Did you did you teach, speak to your mum about sex? No, never, never in a million years. So you didn't tell her when you lost your virginity. No. Did you, Seals? No, no, no. How old were you when you lost your virginity? I can't remember. This is no. not oh this is not right. Seals, did you ever look at your vagina in a mirror? No. no. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't, No, you know, the, the environment
3: wasn't so sort of sexually charged then, was it, really? It was all charged, private and you didn't talk <laughs> about it or it was all secret, really. But it's just, I think that's just how we were brought up, no. really. And you didn't, you know, you, there was nothing like that at school. mm I think once they sort of tried to give us a sort of talk on it and we're all giggling, all giggling and stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this, yeah.
0: This yeah. So, like, to talk of masturbation and all that sort of thing. No, never ever didn't about really know. I, I didn't really know what that
3: was no. then. Really? Yeah. You would never ever get anyone
0: to talk about that?
3: Yeah. No. no. The thing is, I can't remember ever sort of, like, sort of, like, thinking about that when I was, no, like, no, younger. No. No. it was all about kissing and everything. But it was, <laughs> funny, it was never sort of really discussed about... And then I suppose, you know, masturbation, they just used
0: to talk about wanker. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking with my mum and Celia just then is an important reminder about how far we've come in what we know about sex. And I feel very lucky and grateful that I can have such honest conversations with my mum. Not everyone has that relationship but it feels like there is still a lot to do to normalise these conversations. I want to speak to someone who could help me fill in some of the gaps. So, I'm about to speak to the brilliant Ruby Rare. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh,
4: thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do? Well, my name's Ruby Rare. I am a sex educator, I'm an author, I'm a very happy naked person, I'm queer, I'm non-monogamous and I'm dual heritage and all of those are quite important things that I bring to my perspective of sex education, sex positivity and body positivity and after I graduated from uni I just noticed that I was becoming more and more interested in these conversations that we just don't have. I'd noticed that like me and a group of girlfriends would have a conversation and it would kind of lead into talking a little bit about porn or a little bit about sex. And then the conversation would move on, and I'd be like, Oh, no, no, I want to keep talking about that thing. <laughs> I want to ask you all loads more questions and I want to talk to you about this. And I realized that there was a job where I could do that all the time. And I could work with young people. And I've always been incredibly passionate about learning from and Talking to people of other generations, I think like we really undervalue older generations and younger and the perspectives that we can bring to each other just feels very important.
0: I mean, I had, I I didn't have sex education. There was, it didn't really exist in my school. I think it wasn't a great example in any way. I did all of my own exploration. If you were going to redesign a curriculum for adults in sex education, Ruby, what would be like the key points that you would include?
4: I mean, first of all, can I please do this in real life? Because I, <laughs> I would love to make like a real life curriculum for adults. That is like the true sex nerd in me. I'm just like beaming now. I mean, the first thing would be communication and consent and understanding that consent is not this scary formal agreement. It is most often consent is around communicating pleasure. And it's about like getting to a place where everyone's on the same page and everyone's having fun. I would I would give people like an anatomy lesson that they didn't receive at school that was really pleasure focused and, you know, spoke loads about the prostate and about like the correct anatomical diagrams of the clitoris and how clitorises get erections just the same as penises do, but we just don't socially talk about them. And that's kind of weird. I would have some honest conversations around fertility in there for those, well, for everyone because it's always really useful. We do need to teach people to be really wary of the risks of pregnancy if that's something that people don't want. But at the same time, fertility and menopause and like all of these stages of our lives and our reproductive health, are so not discussed and I want to hear that more. Like, I don't know enough about menopause right now and we need more, more of all that stuff. I'd talk about porn. i talk about ethical porn and paying for your porn and why that's important. I would talk about not focusing as much on penetration. I totally hear
0: you. It feels like withhold that penetrative sex is the be-all
4: and the end-all. That's definitely not the case, is it? <laughs> I mean, one of the really shocking and very important facts to know is that over 75% of women and people with vulvas are like very unlikely to have an orgasm through penetration alone. Our anatomy requires a lot of clitoral stimulation in order to experience pleasure. And, you know, it's important to flag here that like an orgasm is not the be-all and end-all of sex, but there's a big orgasm gap when we look at heterosexual couples and sex between men and women Um, and we know it's not because orgasm is more difficult for people with vulvas because when we look at women having sex with women those statistics are totally different and loads of people are having orgasms so it's not it's not that like female orgasm is more elusive it's that we've we've lived in a society for a very long time that has not prioritized female pleasure and because of reproduction and because of our entire society, you know, like worshipping penises in one way or another, we're really focused on sex that involves a penis and involves a penis going into something else. That can be a great form of sex, don't get me wrong, but I'm very keen to see messages in like film and media, and then also in the way that we talk about sex education not looking at penetrative penis-in-vagina sex as, like, real sex or the pinnacle I'm doing, like, air quotes. Like, it's just one of many different things that can be on the menu. I think our attitudes to sex can really shift when we start deprioritizing penetration.
0: That was pretty illuminating. Ruby talks so much sense and really highlights how much we don't know and should One thing I should say here, we got the trademark. Woo! Turns out that the 50% chance of getting the name came through. The U is officially the UTM. (laughs) Such good news and a much needed boost. Now back to the branding. We've got the avatar and a strong sense of who this product is for. We just need to hash out the details of what the identity and packaging are actually going to look like. This whole process will ultimately lead to a big meeting with Anne Summers where we present the final idea to Jacqueline. I'm super confident in the direction we're taking, but this is still nerve-wracking. After all, I am the one who's brought everyone together here.
1: So, I mean, what we want is to, we want to obviously refine, build on, and finalise the brand story. We can go further and develop more. So, I'm with
0: Veb and MJ from Honest, and we're about to put our heads together. And I have a feeling it's going to take a few meetings to get this right. And
1: it's about awakening the wonder within.
0: Amazing. Awakening the wonder within. I also wrote something down that I... Um, I mean, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Let's see what you this can do. This is something that I was starting
1: right. yeah, to yeah. look at almost by the, you know, like the start of the story, where you're kind of exploring and you're not too sure who you are, and it's all about layers and finding yourself and exploring these different facet my
0: god i love it one thing with the what you sent me verbs or the language i think there's really there's something really good in it i don't think it is flowery that at all but making sure that it's not too flowery you know and too because everyone's using the words authenticity and you know like the idea
2: that this is cut out and you
0: can start to reach what you know like a little preview of what inside and so the yeah neutral and then the vibration this idea of wild
1: felt like it could be misinterpreted very easily whereas what when you when you tether a horse it's in its natural state so maybe it's this idea of being you know untethered and from that we got to this idea of unleashed we did wonder unleashed but we also did unleash the wonder of you
0: i really love wonder unleashed i think that's so we started to look at the colour and at
3: the font, so the sense of being premium and sophisticated with a little sash of gold. And then I would bring the uh, life the color energy.
0: And I feel like we've made good progress. They've really brought my idea together and just kind of elevated it. The collective effort to realise this design is significant. I am talking tens of hours here. And it really does go to show the importance of good branding, thinking through what we're trying to say with the you. I may be a little biased here, but I think it's looking great. It's beyond what I could have imagined.
2: So we have some exciting stuff to share. MJ, over to you, my
0: love. Should I share my screen? (laughs) Oh, this, is my, my, this is quite a big moment. I so get my mum. Mum. <laughs> now, this is obviously a podcast, so I will try my best to describe the design. Okay, and this is where we left
2: with look and feel after the. It's a
0: colourful collage of photographs and imagery against a backdrop of white. A woman's silhouette is the central figure, but surrounding this are doodles and writing and images of butterflies, a balloon, flowers, that type of thing. It's beautiful, but it also has edge. And I couldn't be more excited to share this with Jacqueline. Oh, well
2: done team. Thank you. Ooh. Pleasure. It's such an amazing brand. Ooh. Only yeah. thanks to you lot. look
0: how sweet Before we do, I wanted to check back in with Ruby to talk about the way we perceive ourselves and its impact on how we experience pleasure. Thank you. So let me talk about your Instagram for a second, which I'm slightly obsessed with. I'm going to have to say I've been stalking you. (laughs) I was on your Instagram and you were doing a belly dance and I was just like so in awe. The amount of times I've stood in front of my mirror and like wobbled my belly in the a monologue where I go, oh, I'm disgusting, I'm this, I'm that. The torture I tell myself when it then does come to pleasure, those constant thoughts of how you feel about yourself can be quite damaging and totally restricting.
4: Had you read? come as you are the emily nagoski book that is such a great book when it comes to understanding desire the thing that she talks about the most is the dual control model which i'll do a super super speedy version of please Uh, please give it to me we think of sexual desire as being turned on and that is like the accelerator it's the kind of thing in our mind that's just like go 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 sex is happening this is all great But culturally, what we fail to address is that there's actually, there are two sort of things that are going on. There's the accelerator turning on, but there is also a brake that turns off. And it's all very well, if you have your like sort of accelerator in your brain, you can tell I'm not a scientist. But if you also have your foot on the brake, nothing's going to happen. So it's kind of sexual desire is as much about turning the offs off as it is the on's on. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things that will flare up the break part of this dual control model are, you know, worries about your body or your sexual desire or performance. But it's also, you know, is the environment around you feeling safe? Can like, is your kid going to wake up? Did you take the bins out? You're really stressed because you don't know what your boss is going to say to you tomorrow at work. You know, it's all of these other things. And it's not just the stuff to do with sex. It's the stuff around all aspects of our lives. We can't solve all those problems. But it's allowing yourself to put them to one side to enjoy sex. And then what I wouldn't want is for someone to listen to this conversation and be like, oh my God, every time I have sex, whether that's on my own or with someone else, it needs to be amazing i need to be so connected to myself sometimes you get there and sometimes you don't and it's okay to like sex doesn't need to be the best sex you've ever had every time you do it and you also don't need to be having sex all the time it's it's really about listening to your body and you know doing it when you want to and when it feels right for you
0: yeah i think the more i remember that and the more i listen to my body my well-being feels like next level shit <laughs> you know, bridging this gap, I think, between pleasure and
4: well-being. It can be totally transformational. Just putting, like, your sexual well-being as part of your well-being. That, again, like, once you've done it, it feels like a no-brainer. But, you know, it's not straightforward. And we have to remember that very, very few of us, if any of us, are taught that that is a valid part of our sexual well-being when we're growing up. So... We're having to like re-evaluate and reprogram ourselves and that takes time. But when you get there, it can be really lovely.
0: Ruby is so right here. It is about reevaluating and reprogramming things. For me personally on this journey, but also on a larger scale with what we're trying to achieve with the product, putting pleasure and self-care front and center. Tapping into those feelings of play and curiosity and getting out of our heads. I really do feel that the branding echoes these sentiments and I just hope that they can see that too. Okay, so today is the day we present all of the hard work that we've been doing with the branding team to Jacqueline, who hasn't seen any of it. So we've got a Zoom call at 11 o'clock. It's half past 10 now. I wasn't nervous because I was just like, you know what, just be yourself, be passionate, so be passionately about your brand, about the world that we want to create. But i had like two calls from the branding and then from the marketing going, are you okay just checking? It's fine. Um, you're going to smash it. And I was like, oh, well, I wasn't nervous, but I am now. <laughs> So yes, so I'm just getting myself ready. It's exciting. It's really exciting. Ah. Here we go. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi. Hi, Hi, everyone. See you. I'm so excited about showing you. I've literally got, like, this nervous excitement where I'm, like, bursting at the scene (laughs) to, like, introduce you to our world. Oh, we can't wait. Yay! I'm so excited about taking you on this journey. I think there are so many women out there that are going through, must be, have to be, because every time I speak to friends, anybody about this, the idea and the vision of this story, they're like, oh, my God, that's exactly how I feel. So actually living it and be able to say, I'm gonna hold you and I'm gonna hold your hand through this, whatever that might be, whether that's you know, re-exploring yourself um, sexually or mentally. The meeting is going pretty well. I'm starting to feel a lot more confident and able to talk about everything we've discussed, what the use about, and what this could really mean for women around the world. But when all is said and done, it really comes down to what Jacqueline thinks.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, in, if I just start with the, um, you know, the, the sort of branding. I mean, I, I really love the journey that, that uh, Charlie and MJ have been on together. I mean, that really... And it's so consistent um, and so cool. And what I particularly like about it is it's very different to anything that we have ever done before, mm-hmm. but also very different to anything I've seen before. I, I like the tone of voice as well. I think just positions this product in, in, a, in a different way. And really what I wanted to say to Charlie is, first of all, you absolutely are a businesswoman. I, I wouldn't doubt yourself on that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you know, you've just this whole journey that you've been on and, and this is what businesses are born out of. It's born from passion. You know, you, you're passionate about an idea and then you, you take it and run with it and you bring in the best people that you can find
0: to help support you. And that's, that's clearly what you've done. Thank you so much. I can't believe I've got the best team of women around me. Everyone has been, like, absolutely amazing. It's just been so lucky to have all of you and obviously you, Jacqueline, you know, allowing this and helping me realise this dream. Thank you. Was an amazing
3: presentation. Uh, it was really enjoyable to see, and I'm really looking forward to hearing about the next steps. Thanks, Jacqueline. So wow. lovely. Well Thank done, Charlie. You. Well done, everyone. You've done great. Thank Absolutely you. brilliant. What a great Monday. What a hot yeah. Monday, but what a great Monday. <laughs> see you later. Bye. 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 See Bye. You. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 I'm breathing. Coming Soon was brought to you by Audie and features me, Charlie Brooks, with contributions from Ruby Rare. The series producer is Holly Aquilina. This episode was produced and sound designed by Ivor Manley. And the executive producer is Ellie DiMartino. Hey, it's Charlie again. I am beyond delighted to tell you about the U, a vibrator I designed with Sexual Wellness Powerhouse and Summers. It's the very first of its kind, as this vibrator uses patent pending layering technology to build waves of pleasure. Unlike anything you own, the U targets the clitoris externally and internally because you only get 20% of the clitoris on the outside, don't you know? It will help you to get out of your head and into your body to find that deep and sensual pleasure like never before. It's available now on annesomers.com or in store. I can't wait to hear what you think.